Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I had the pleasure of speaking with Fiddy, the founder of Apocalyptic Apes. Although apocalyptic is one of the many words I struggle to pronounce correctly, I do not struggle to see why this project has such a strong and devoted community. I have spent countless hours just lurking around their Twitter spaces and was excited to sit down with Fiddy and take a deeper dive into all the things that they are doing. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you and I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Appreciate you coming on the show and what have you. And Apocalyptic Apes is something that I've been following for a good while now. Brian Fanzo first spoke about it. And I see Sammy Ariaga, who I follow as well, is like really big in the community. I've been in countless of your spaces just lurking in the background without really saying anything. So I'm really excited to sit down and ask you a few questions about the projects, the queens and everything. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And Sammy's one of my closest closest friends we actually speak on the phone usually at least once a day these days and uh, he's been like a pillar in the community so i'm glad you follow both of us it's a really cool community for people that are not really familiar with apocalyptic aches at this point you guys have such a presence on twitter anyways i think everyone in the nft community should have an idea about you and a lot of times with these eight projects people knock them as derivatives but this is definitely not just a derivative this is a full-fledged project and you guys are doing some amazing things so before we could jump into the queens would you mind just introducing a little bit of the elements that you are doing for people that are not familiar with the project with the apes so we Sold out on Christmas morning for our Genesis collection, which was the Apocalyptic Apes. We also just recently launched Apocalyptic Queens. Sold that collection out in about three hours. And we have a juice collection where we introduce breeding. We have music we launched with our Queen collection. So 15 of our NFTs contain music that people will be able to share revenue with artists. There's a lot of utility, and I don't want to bore everybody about it. So if they'd like to check it out on ApocalypticApes.com or go through my Twitter just kind of see but we just began i mean i know a lot of people sell out and they're like oh good we sold out great project but no 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 this is just the beginning we're really in the process of bringing web 2 to web 3 and getting this to a real business bringing partnerships we've got mike tyson click 2.0 with omri caspi and we've got investors so we have rudy gay we've got the morris brothers we're doing collabs with john terry i've got kimbo slice jr who's being promoted in a fight in june so there's so many exciting things happen. I don't even know where to start, but I'm, I'm excited. I wake out of bed ready to go. Yeah, because during these times, as we're seeing right now, a lot of these projects that have no plan whatsoever or anything, they're fading by the wayside and their communities or people that were following them, I won't even say communities, are disappearing. But you guys seem to be getting stronger. And it seems like every time I pop onto Twitter now, I'm seeing more apes pop up as profile pictures. The spaces are still going strong. What is it do you think that really makes your community so unique, such a glue? During even these rough times, it seems like you're not even phased by it. You're just building and having a good time. It's a great question. And I think that I get about five or 10 or 20 DMs a day. How do I build my community? What do I do? And this is a great thing for people to understand. And I'm so glad you brought up this question. It's not about these times. It's not about today. It's not about tomorrow. When you're building a business, you build it for the future. I don't care if Luna is going up or down. I don't care if Bitcoin's going sideways. I don't really care if Apecoin's doing great or bad. I hope it does well. But if you have a vision, you have a focus, you stay with that path. 
And one thing I'm teaching people when the market's conditions aren't as good as they want them to, that's when you shop. That's when you buy. The trick of any industry, you buy low, sell high. Not wait for the market to be great, buy high and sell higher. That doesn't work. So when people are panicking and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the world's falling. I went and bought another board ape because it was cheap. Cheap being relevant. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just people have a need to have a different mindset. We're not here for a week. We're here for years. I'm planning on staying in the space forever. If you're building a business, if you're building Tesla, if you're building Microsoft, if you're building Apple, you're not looking at how the market conditions are. You provide value. That is one of the things I do enjoy about the communities that do have a vision of what they're trying to do. And I see that you have not only the elements as building and working with other people, integrating, uh, building ties as a business, but you even have the environmental aspects of it and having those partnerships with, I saw a couple of the companies that you guys are working with. And I think that's very interesting. I mean, how did that come about? Was that always from day one, that was the direction that you guys launched with knowing that was where you were going? No, I didn't know what I was doing. When I launched this, my goal was just to go. And what really set off a light in my head was when I met with Cuban at NFTLA and if you talk to a few people and they really brought up the Web 2.0, Web 3.0, because we were total DeFi screaming, we don't want the major companies, we don't want Adidas, we don't want Nike. Now we do because we do want safety. We do want big companies. We do want their liquidity. We don't want to drain our own investors of all their liquidity. There's projects out there that are draining the people that are investing into all their liquidity to hopefully provide staking. Well, that's not going to work unless you bring liquidity from businesses, real businesses that are profit earning, right? From, from, you know, making profit from different places, such as Adidas, such as Louis Vuitton. There's so much happening right now. I mean, just this morning, I got four or five companies that reached out to me that they want to start partnering up and creating value. It's changing. This, this is turning from little side jobs for kids in different parts of the world to a real business right now. It's pretty cool because what we're doing is the transition of everything that's happening in the web. And a lot of people like to draw lines between web one, web two, web three. But to me, it's all just a continuation of all of this stuff building on each other. And I like the fact that you guys are willing to embrace what is working and the things that are valuable to people because not everyone is going to look in this space and understand all the terms and ready to degen into things. So the fact that you are building these bridges and connections, I think it's only going to help you in the future as you're bringing more people in because we can't depend on the small fraction of people, the population that has already adopted it. And I think that's a great thing that you see that and have adapted your roadmap and your approach, if you will, from day one. So I give you kudos for that. Thank you, Tasha. Glad you recognize that because a lot of people still in the space are coming in and they don't understand. They invested, they put their hard earned money in and then the community leaves. And that's something that's more important to me than the floor price of a product, than anything because if you don't have a base community if you don't have strength you're going nowhere and that's if you look at the projects that have done well such as board apes such as doodles cool cats there's a couple out there they're kind of coming up a little bit but i'm just going to use those just for a minute because Google labs has been really strong crypto punks have been amazing they've got a great community they're community-based projects just really strong community-based so if you've got a great community and you've got relationships and friendships it's like a country club. So a lot of people don't understand NFTs. They start explaining, I'm the only one that can have this and blah, 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 blah. You know, that whole story. That's a very bad way to onboard somebody. The way we talk about it is it's a country club. You join, you hang out with us. We talk about things. 
There could be good things. There could be bad things. Just a couple days ago, we had a person that lost his wife and his little child. And he came in, we talked to him for a while. We guided him through a situation. So it's not just about the NFTs. It's not just about the community. It's not just about the relationship with one person. These are real people. Just because you're seeing PFPs, there's people behind them. And I think that most people don't realize that, but they are real people and they have real lives, they have children, they have families, and they also go through hard times. So we have to help them out. Awesome. And I totally appreciate that. Just the other day, I was in one of the spaces where uh, this is a little bit more related to the NFT side of things, but one of the members of your community had his wallet compromised. And the way you guys were on the stage speaking with him and working through that, I thought that was just pretty amazing. And the fact that, uh, number one, you guys weren't just brushing this under the rug and just trying to like keep this quiet, but also the fact that everyone was there open, speaking about their struggles and helping that guy out and understanding what was going on. And he was even turning around and sharing what other people could do to prevent that from happening to them. So I really have to say that's pretty cool to see that you guys have that as well. You know, it's the human touch, which I think a lot of these projects are missing. You know what? It saddens me when these people get hacked. I can't stand it. But it's a part of the game. I mean, I didn't learn safety until I got hacked. And I think, unfortunately, I have to say, you almost have to go through it to understand how horrible it feels. But I daily talk to people about, you know, not clicking links, not keeping their seed phrases on their phone. I know it's hard to write down 22 things, but come on, we could write down 22 things. If you take that five minutes, they take a screenshot of their seed phrases. They go to uh, Starbucks, they get hacked. Then they come back and they're like, I don't know what happened. So we do try to help these people. We'll sometimes even buy their apes back and send it back to them. We help people from other communities. You don't have to have an ape to come join our community. We do not have to do that. As a matter of fact, I recommend people come in, join, chill out with us for a while, get a vibe, see if it's for them. And I recommend that for other communities. We'll never shame somebody for not having a queen or an ape or a juice or something. You have to make sure you're in the right place. I always look at this. It's it's like a little marriage. You have to, you know, before you get married, you know, take a little honeymoon, hang out for a day or two or a week or a month. doesn't matter. That's cool. And the thing I noticed, too, with your community, it, it seems like such a wide gap and a wide array of people. What do you think that draws in so many people? Because I see different age groups, uh, different backgrounds, and people are all over the world, Australians, Americans, you know, it's just so many people in there. I think from the beginning, we've been like that. So Mad Max is kind of a theme of apocalyptic apes. And that for some reason, Australians are attracted to it. I didn't know them, but I dig these people. They're uh, really awesome. The hard workers really unique individuals. One of our queens is from Australia, Catherine. She's absolutely awesome, STEM queen. And we had a 13-year-old in our community in our Apocalypse Capes. And I got to tell you, he's probably sharper than 90% of the team that's not there anymore. So I think that the space sees no color, sees no race, sees no religion, sees no age discrimination. And I've been open to that from day one. And a lot of people would have trouble hiring a 13-year-old. I don't, because if he knows something that I don't or somebody else doesn't, why not? Let's give him an opportunity. And by the way, he's killing it right now. He just came from Vcon. His name's Nick Small. He took pictures of Gary V. He hung out with some really cool people. So he's super sharp and I respect him. So I think that the difference with us and other communities, we're open. We don't care. As long as you're good and you want a good space and you want a place to be, this is the place to be because at the end of the day, look, we're all a little broken. Every one of us has a story. And I feel like when we come together, we fix ourselves a little bit. And I think that Fixing happens not just in the United States or Dubai or India or Netherlands. It's everywhere. It doesn't matter. We're all people.
I didn't even know that you had someone that young on your team. That's really cool because there's value in all sorts of different areas. I've been in a space where there was one guy that I met. I don't think he was out of high school yet. I'm pretty sure he was still in his early teens and he was a developer that was getting jobs to help these other projects. And I'm like, this is just mind blowing to me. So it's, it's a really cool space, a great time to be in it. When you launched Apocalyptic, the original apes from the collection, between the first launch and the second launch, what was the biggest surprise that you learned as far as getting ready to go into another one? Did you always know that there's going to be different levels? I learned daily. It's not like from one to the other. It's just we, from day one, we already knew what we we're doing. We had a business plan for the next 12 months. And uh, right now, our business plan is three or four years. So I got a little monster over there just attacking a rock. Don't know why. <laughs> From day one, we've, we've had a road plan and we've modified it. We've changed it. We've made it better. We've simplified it. We've made it harder. So I think the trick to this is not to be afraid of changes. I know people go into projects and they have the same team and they're like, well, we're going to launch it because we already have the guys. No, don't do that. Dismantle the team, build a better one. If you don't like your roadmap, take it apart, put a better one together. We're new. So you have to be able to open the changes. We've done some really crazy stuff with what we're doing. I can't really discuss it. We haven't released it. But in the next probably three to five days, you'll see it. It's pretty insane. So what we're doing is we are taking this to the next level. Again, you should not be afraid of surprises. You should not be afraid to change things. And I got to tell you, the biggest thing I've learned, if you ask me from first collection to second collection, is really take the time to get every person individually. I get on the phone with somebody. I'll deal with things. I'll visit people. And then also IRL started. So I went to NFTLA. I'll be in consensus in Austin, Texas next week. I'll be in New York. I'll be in Vegas, hopefully get to Australia. So I think that's really helped because there's nothing like sitting face to face or with somebody and really having a conversation that changes the entire thing. Because now they see, hey, this is not an ape. This is a real person behind there. And this guy knows what he's doing sometimes. And sometimes I hope you guys do think that I know what I'm doing. Because I think I do. <laughs> I have to ask, when the second one launched, because obviously it shows that you do know what you're doing, that it sold out in three hours, which I was watching it and paying attention to all this stuff. And I don't know what that was like for you guys on the inside as a team, but I was shocked that something would sell out that quick in that time when every project was struggling. And I said, wow, these guys are legit. So what was that feeling like? I had a trainer that comes and works out with me three, four days a week. I've been religious about taking care of myself because I didn't on the first collection. <laughs> and I had to go back to that. And I didn't cancel him. So while he was there, I had my Twitter spaces on. I kept my workout and I just kept hearing, okay, we have 1,000 left. We have 500 left. We have 400 left. It felt amazing. I'm not going to lie. It felt really good to know that I can move to the next chapter of our project and not have to sit there for a week or two and really grind this out. So um, again, it was a community support. It was a relationship we built. And when I had a meeting with my team the night before, we thought we'd sell out in a day. We didn't think we'd sell it in three hours but we're just getting started. This is just the beginning. I, I don't feel like I've accomplished anything yet. I feel like the project hasn't really started yet. That's cool. Which one thing that I, I recently learned about the projects saying that, you know, it feels like it hasn't really gotten started yet. I didn't even know there was such a music element in it. It wasn't until I, I was speaking to uh, your team member that informed me about everything that's going on that you're working with artists with this Queens project. How's that work? It's amazing. So we have a company called Mutiny Recordings, and they've done all their licensing, all the due diligence. We have 15 tracks for the 101's Legendary Collection that have music attached. We also have five songs that are going to the collection, and that will 
turn into a DAO, which people will figure out what they're going to do with some of the money that comes in from that. Uh, we're also working with OpenSea policy, so we're going to make sure that people get paid in NFTs, not crypto. On top of that, it's really amazing because we're about to start promoting these artists. We're about to start pushing them. We're finding new ones. Sooner or later, we're going to do something really major with that. So this was a really big test run for me. And it's proven to be amazing because if you go to OpenSea and check out the music, it actually has our NFT on the Spotify collection. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I have to check that out after. These are people who are earning money. Like some of these songs have made tens and thousands of dollars already. We have one called Legendary that's with our Apocalyptic Gate collection. Legendary was in the Mark Wahlberg movie, and that's out in the theaters now. That is one area in Web3 that I see is, it, don't get me wrong, there's some artists such as Sammy that are popping up and what have you, but it's still one of the most unutilized areas. The music industry has been broken since I was in high school, and they don't seem to be benefiting the artists. I think the companies have sort of figured out how to get their bag, but what about the artists and all the other people that are involved with it? So I'm glad to see that you're doing that. Is there any specific things that like say maybe working with Sammy had brought out that this is something that we could address for artists because a lot of people don't even realize how big this web three music thing is, is going to be or what problems it solves. It's huge and people don't see it. I used to be with BET so I know my music real well. I have a big career in that but most people don't bother spending the money on attorneys to make sure they're not breaking policies. They're not getting out of their contracts. They're not getting out of the manager or agent signatures that they have to get out of. So I think it's really important to do their due diligence. One of the things that I want to do is do this correctly and do this once so people who mint or people who are the artists don't get in trouble. So we've been doing things correctly. There's a lot of people in space I see that don't take the time to do that. They have an idea, they have a song, they throw it on the blockchain, boom, here you go. That's not how you do it. So there's a lot of room for this and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because you are going to be able to take your community and push it on a great song. Instead of having 500,000 streams, you could probably have 10 million. So there's a lot of opportunities here, and we have a huge platform that we'll be introducing shortly. But in the meantime, the people out there understand, do this right, spend $1,000 on an attorney, make sure you're not breaking guidelines and laws and rules, because a lot of people have managers and they think, you know what, I'll throw it in the blockchain, nobody will see it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> definitely not right. <laughs> you're definitely going to see it on the blockchain more than anything. Right, right. <laughs> but you are yeah. right. These people have been getting ripped off since Linkin Park. Since well, one of my friends is Rob. He's a drummer for Linkin Park. He lost almost everything. Luckily, they regained it. There's a huge opportunity to get rid of some middlemen here and actually take it right to the communities. But again, people have to know what they're doing. There's a lot of people who are young, don't have any business experience, and they're trying to do this without business experience. But you do need business experience or at least team up with somebody who does. There's a lot of elements into it because a lot of people like to think that it just throw something up there and everyone's making money. But as we saw when everyone tried to do that, it brought us into a space where it's oversaturated and what have you. So now that there are a lot of people in the space, people are a little bit more educated because they've been burned. Uh, seeing a project like yourself do those things due do, do diligence. I think it's just great. And I'm more bullish about this space than I was even on day one, because there is just so many problems that I'm seeing that Web3 fixes. And it, I don't think there's a day that passes where there's not another thing added to this list. So I'm just excited that you guys are branching out, doing different things and solving problems as you go. So is there anything that we should really look out for the project? How to really get uh, feel of what's going on and what's to come from you guys. So the price is great 
on the Apocalyptic Apes and Apocalyptic Queens were both on OpenSea. This would be a great time to get yourself a Genesis or a Queen and jump in and join a community. Join a community, hang out. We're going to be here for a long term. And I think the best way for people to feel what's going on, really come to Twitter spaces, come to Discord, come to Clubhouse, join in, have a conversation, talk to us, ask your questions. Don't be afraid. People are very willing to share information and talk. I've never stirred away from a question yet. Of course, for launching something, I'm not going to talk about it that day. But we just begun. So this is a super exciting community. We, we're growing daily. As a matter of fact, while we're speaking, we, we have about 80, 90 people in our space right now. People need to engage, dude. People need to talk. People need to come out out of their shell. And I think that this world has been stuck in Web 2. We throw stuff out and hopefully you buy. But this is different. You interact. And I think the difference with Web 2 and Web 3 is you put content out there, but you also have communication. And I think that's key because we've been stuck behind cell phones. We've been stuck behind keyboards. Now it's time to talk to each other, get to know each other. Let's go out. Let's hang out. Let's go to a party. Let's go to a concert. Maybe in the metaverse, maybe in real life. Yeah, I think it's just a really cool area because even someone such as myself, who is an introvert by nature, this whole space um, allows us to have a lot more uh, control of our connections than we necessarily would because a lot of introverts just don't like the crowd don't like to because it wears us out we get extremely tired and what have you but you know that doesn't mean i'm shy but i do like the fact that with web3 with these projects and everything we do have the starting conversation this is the piece we have the same values in a sense that we're into this project but then also we have the spaces and all those options that you just mentioned to pick and choose. Maybe I'm not in the mood to actually physically go out, but I could still connect with people, speak about them, maybe add value to them and help out their day. As I said, I've been a fly on the wall in your community, but I, I really do like it. And I'm so happy to have you on the show to speak about all these things. And I'll definitely uh, be putting your links and everything. So people that want to jump into the community and find out more will be able to do that. Any closing words that you'd like to uh, leave with or a call to action otherwise that you'd like to leave with the people? Yeah, absolutely. Be safe, guys. Don't click on links. If you get an email saying that your account for Blockbuster or for Netflix or for PayPal or whatever you're into got closed, don't click on it because it's false. Somebody's trying to get into your MetaMask or your trust or whatever you're using. So safety first. If your mom sends you a link, say, no, thank you. Let me call you back and ask you what it is. I think if you're safe, you'll be good. I really think there's a safety layer that needs to be added here. And I'm working with Ledger right now to do a little collab to bring some safety. So get yourself a hard wallet, educate yourself. If you don't know, there's tons of great videos. Go into a community, ask. But this is really my conversation, safety. And I don't know when this is going to be out, but we're doing a big giveaway for Memorial Weekend right now. And Memorial Weekend for us is not just only US-based. It's really veterans all over the world that are mourning the losses of their kids and so on. So we're going to be donating money from our royalties to the veterans and their families today. Awesome. Great. So you guys just never stop giving, never stop connecting. And I appreciate it. And I'm so happy that I had you on, speak about the project and everything. And I'll be looking forward to what you guys do next. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Wasn't that amazing? The A-Apes are not just your average apes. Sure, Hattie's art is amazing. The great storyline behind everything is just really cool and fun. However, what most impressed me were the people that are involved with this and their stories. 
To find out more, all the profile links will be in the show notes. I highly recommend just popping into one of the spaces, vibing with the community, see what they're talking about, see what each of these people are like. And as you heard during this episode, shortly after doing this interview, I hopped into the spaces with the A-Apes community and just had a great time. I spent pretty much the entire day with them, listening to their different stories. This was Memorial Day. This was recorded. And at the time, I was browsing the floor, trying to pick up an ape. And just by hanging out with them and spending time with them, getting to know them, I was actually gifted one of the queens. So I want to thank Fiddy and the community for just being so welcoming. So of course, this queen is going into the vault, and now I need to find her a king, a Genesis apocalyptic ape. And of course, with that comes the juices, the breeding, and all those other things that will be coming in the future. But either way, I am holding on to this thing. Great community. I had a lot of fun with them, and I look forward to the future. There's always different contests, promotions, and things going on in their spaces, so I highly recommend you just jump in there, check them out, and see if they vibe with you. And these spaces aren't just about NFT talk and Web3 and degening into things. There is just something for everyone. They speak about a wide range of topics, and sometimes these spaces last all day or all night. So show some love to these pages. And as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.